Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of All Consuming Podcast. So in light of the upcoming and ongoing, and if you listen to this in the future, the aggressive worship tour, we decided to change up our plan for this episode. And now we're going to do Convictions album, I Won't Survive. Before we get into it, I wanted to give a shout out to our patrons. Thank you. We wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for you. Special shout out to Aaron. I did it for the mug, Trey, Heavy Metal Prophet, Adam, and Daniel. And Daniel, I'll be sending out those stickers as soon as I can. We appreciate you guys. Side note, I've been putting timestamps in our episodes. So if you lose your place or you want to skip around, check out our bio or the show notes or whatever that section of a podcast episode is called. So the last thing is, be sure to check out the Aggressive Worship Tour, which is featuring Convictions, Confessions of a Traitor, and depending on what branch of the tour you're on, either Cultist or Bloodlines. All right, and now it's time for our episode. Enjoy. So Tyler, what is new with you since the last time we uh, hung out and did an episode? So last time we recorded was uh, like pre-Father's Day, I think. Really? That Was it that long ago? Maybe. I, I mean, it's been I don't a while. Know. Like it took us a while to get our stuff out. It's yeah. been a minute. Um, man, a lot's happened. I've seen. Uh, I've been like all over. I feel like I just haven't stopped traveling, and I'm going to Chicago this weekend. So like, it's just been a crazy summer. Uh, went and saw Taylor Swift last weekend. Bucket list item, dude. Check. She, I, this is wild. And I was like talking to my wife about this. So. Um, you know, because no one else would, (laughs) it's a big, it's a big deal, right? Like she's packing out stadiums, the, uh, Seattle event night or whatever, the Seattle concert. She, um, this, the crowd was so loud. It triggered seismic activity. I saw it was like a 2.3 or whatever, you know, and it's impressive, you know, Seahawks did it, but like with the beast mode (laughs) in 2011, but like they didn't have their own sound system. So I think Taylor Swift had the edge because. More people, her own sound system blaring. She cheated, you know, yeah. We cheated, get it. Yeah. Uh-huh. But anyways, it was like a pretty cool deal. But she played, this is what's so wild, she played for three and a half hours straight, 44 songs. It's a lot. Like, and I was talking to my wife, like, she knew every one of the 44 songs. I don't know if I know 44 songs from one band. Like, I'd be able to know them, know them. Really? I think Forty Four Today's got forty four songs. You don't no think way, you know? dude. Forty four? That I'd be like, I know the lyrics to all these. I don't think so. For one band, you're thinking? For one band. Mm. Forty four songs. Not even Demon Hunter? That's only four <laughs> albums. Well that that was the that was literally the uh example my wife used. She's like, You don't you know forty four demon No, I don't. I know like fifteen <laughs> Demon Hunter songs. Like what? I know forty four. Why do you think why do you think I'm such a huge Demon Hunter fan? Um, yeah, so I thought that was, that was pretty, pretty crazy and it was a cool Mm. deal, but my wife loved it. And I was just the guy that was like, I stood in line for an hour just to get merch. One hour. How much, how much was a Taylor Swift shirt? 45 bucks for a t-shirt. I was expecting like 60, but it's still, that's still a lot. 65 for a crew neck sweatshirt. Mm. So I stood in line for an hour right just yeah. waiting barely moving like i was going on a ride at disneyland or something but i was going to spend my money you know <laughs> you were waiting in line <laughs> so, wasting your time <laughs> yeah no but it was it was a pretty cool experience like I, but the difference is like we were you know had good seats and even the, some of the songs i was singing to and kind of getting into it's just so different with like huge concerts compared to like going to shows obviously yeah because you're not like a part of it right and you feel like when you go to like a hardcore or you know heavy show like you're a part of it like you are as much a part of it sometimes as the band Mm -hmm. you know and so i don't know it was different but i guess a good experience (laughs) yeah that's crazy and you had a pretty cool shirt too i did i got to rock my uh deathcore taylor swift t-shirt i got a lot of comments um a few people that said i have that uh that exact t-shirt i was like oh that's awesome where is now this one so we're walking to the the event it is nuts downtown seattle the mariners are playing the blue jays so all the western canadians came to watch uh canada's baseball team right so it's a sold out game 
Taylor Swift's happening next door at Lumen Field. And the Mariners game got out right when the Swifties were going into the concert. So it was right like when a you meeting. were going into the con- yeah <laughs> yeah. So it was a meeting of like these two different worlds, you know. Yeah, and, and you're part of both. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am. You're so like I'm I don't walking. know where to go. <laughs> I'm walking and it is just jammed, dude. Like we're barely moving, and I'm next to this Blue Jays fan, and I'm joking, right? Like, I, I think I'm hilarious, and I look at him, and I'm saying, what's going on? Is there a concert tonight or something? Right? Like, <laughs> like you know, whatever. And um, he looks at me. He's like, yeah, uh, but not those guys. And he pointed at my shirt, like, thinking, like, oh, but definitely not. It's not, like, going to be a deathcore band. Oh, yeah. And I was like... <laughs> Well, actually, this is a Taylor Swift t-shirt, folklore album, and so he didn't really care, and he just kept moving, but um, yeah. So I would have laughed. I got him. I wish I was that, there. That Canadian I don't wish guy. I was there. But yeah, so it was, it was fun. Um, I've been to five Taylor Swift concerts, and that was by mm. far the best one. Also the longest, but um, yeah. I think I've seen August Burns Red the most, and then Taylor Swift is my next most seen artist. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I'm sitting, man. Like, I think I need to see more bands. I think so, uh, too. Yeah. Hmm. So what's what's going on with you? Uh, not nearly as exciting as a Taylor Swift concert. Um, <laughs> life achievement of my son. He uh, failed to break his board last month for Taekwondo, trying mm. to get Orange Belt, and like, you know, we recorded the whole thing, and it's really rough, like, watching him try, like, 20 times to break a yeah. board, and seeing him feel defeated and stuff, and watching his master, like, yell at him when he starts to cry, there is no crying in my dojang, and, like, you know, it's like, yeah, he's five, but, uh, so it's been a long month, uh, building up to a retest, and so Wait. he was able to retest, and he broke his board the first time, uh, but, you know, they have, like, everyone go out and do their board test. So there's right. a ton of kids. And, like, yeah. the parents get to go and hold the board. And he kept running at me, and he would jump and just stop. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you got to at least kick. Yeah. And he just, like, looks at, at Master J, and he, like, runs back just to see if he's watching. And then runs and runs. And eventually, you know, he's, like, the one of three kids left. And his master comes up to him and, like, you know, excuses me. He's like, I'll hold the board. And he, like gives him a motivational speech and i pull out my phone and press record and all the he ran at me like four times and he never kicked yeah never kicked and you know i'm i spent the whole day like making him practice and like you gotta get this right and jen (laughs) spent the whole day just being like you just gotta keep telling yourself you can do it and you'll be able to do anything and i'm just like that's not helpful he's not he has to lift his foot and kick the board your motivations are not going to make his foot rise and break a board Technique is as important as belief. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, so the first, so he, you know, Master J takes over and Henry runs and kicks the board. Yay, everybody cheers. And, you know, they do some screaming and yelling, whatever. And Henry's super excited. And so I, pr- I told him, like, board broken or not, we're going to go to Dairy Queen afterwards and get yeah. ice cream. Jen and the other siblings were at swim lessons because they're at the same time. Uh, Oh. So we got to do ice cream without them. And I was asking him while we were eating ice cream, like, why didn't you ever break the board? Why didn't you even try to kick it when I was holding it? And he's like, I didn't want to break the board for you. I wanted to break oh. it for Master J. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. punch to the gut. And then he t- he tells me, you know what I thought about right before I kicked it? I thought about all those things mom said. I could do no, it. No, he didn't. No, he, he did. <laughs> and I was like, that. Wh- <laughs> like, what? Anything I tell you, did anything soak in, you know? And so then later, Jen comes home and, you know, he tries to pretend like he didn't get it, but he can't hide a smile. Right. uh, But Jen's like, what did you think right before you broke the board? And he said the same thing he told me. And she's like, ah, he's probably just saying that because I asked. And I was like, no, for real. (laughs) He told me that. I didn't even ask him. And that's what he told me. So it just goes to show you, I guess, motivation and not dad, but Master Jay is enough to you're the uh, unsung hero he couldn't do it without you but you're the behind the scenes guy dude that's what i'm thinking so henry when you hear this and you're older it was me that got you that orange belt dude that's i made you do the hard work made you practice anyway but with that i think we should talk about what we're here to talk about yes 
And before we do that, so we're going to talk about Convictions. They're yeah. EP slash LP, whatever it is, seven track, I Won't Survive. So Tyler, when did you get into Convictions? Because you know, you're always the straggler. Is there a song or a moment <laughs> or something that clicked and you're like, I love these guys? Okay. So I've definitely, like, before 2021 when this dropped, I knew Convictions. I knew a few songs from their previous release in 2018. But I wasn't, like, the biggest fan. I know a lot of people were, like, love Convictions, but I just never saw them, never really listened. And then they dropped I Won't Survive. And right away, like, The Price of Grace became, like, one of my favorite songs i played a ton Mm -hmm. and teeth like i played that so much um so really for me i think convictions i started really like jumping on the bandwagon uh 2021 when this dropped and and the singles you know that were kind of dropping as they dropped before i think hurricane was first and i enjoyed that um but it was definitely for this release that i became a listener Hmm. yeah what about you um, so I've known that they've existed for a long time and I'd always listen to an album in full. Um, I don't know when, but there probably that EP with the girl ghost on it. Oh I'm yeah. Look, yeah. I'm cheating and looking at the discography right now. Hollowed spirit. That's like the first time I found them. Yeah. And I don't remember why or what or whatever, but, um, I think the first song that really got me was hurricane. Yeah. The, the, Cause it was a single, right? Released. In 2019, before, two years, yeah. yeah. And I remember it came out like around the time Dark Skies did or something, and it was just like that tone that I was digging at the time. Loved it. Um, but then they released that cover of Billie Eilish. Oh, dude, that one's so sick. But, uh, All everything I, ever I wanted. Everything I wanted, yeah. Yeah, man, that was such a good cover. And like at that time, like Chevy Cavalier thing that was given to us by a friend that didn't need it anymore, and when we were done yeah. with it, we gave it to a friend that didn't need it anymore and just kind of kept passing down the line but this thing it was it was pretty much bulletproof it was just not not that fancy but yeah no stereo so i had to listen to the radio every day <laughs> and that billy eilish song was just on the radio the twice. actual song the actual song okay. like okay. like yeah. twice a day for my 10 minute drive to work right it's yeah. like why every day before work and after work <laughs> And at first I was like, you know, this is a good song. Like the it production is. on it and the mix is amazing. Like there's such it's good quality. Kind of in it. alternative too. It's not just straight pop like you're used to. Yeah, and it's kind of like a darker, poppier song. Yeah. Poppy song. So when this song came out, which is around that time, like I was like, I know this song so well already. <laughs> I hate that I know it so well. But their cover of it was just like I don't know, kinda like what goes on my in my head when I'm thinking if I were to make this metal, I'd scream right yeah. here, like, you know. And they did that, you know, and it's just it was a great impact and I was super excited when their album came out and I loved every track. It was like I think for both of us, it sounds like we kinda came to convictions a little bit later. But I also think and we're gonna talk about this a lot, like this album right here, it feels like they finally like found their sound. You know, um, to me at least, like you even compare Hurricane to the first four songs on this record, it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot different, I think. Um, yeah. And what they continue to put out, Stigmata, the single that was the most recently released, um, like they're definitely in this like sound. It's not the same metal core that's always been done, right? There's a lot more wands ways and like i you know the Wahs guitar ways. yeah like the guitars like wah, 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 like breakdowns some and, new metal in there some r&b core and michael felker like is a really really good vocalist yeah he's like really good. his lows can get to like deathcore lows like yep i mean there's there's some songs on here i think that would dabble in what we would not we wouldn't call it metalcore at that point anymore you know like teeth with no cleans it's really hard to say oh that's a metalcore song yeah that that's yeah that's a tough one because like even the ending of that is like beat down yes you know which we'll get heavy we'll get to those those and i think that's like the big piece too is they went from like yeah they were heavy but they were that typical in my eyes um the previous albums just like kind of that metalcore that you know 
screaming during the chorus or the verses and then like that high singing Devil Wears Prada, Azalea dying type of, you know, yeah, deal. But it changes a little bit in this album for sure. Yeah, this one's definitely a different sound. So if you're thinking, oh, I love this, I should check out their older stuff, it's not going to be the same. No. What an interesting deal because we see a lot of bands that get like less heavy over time. And I feel like Convictions is just getting heavier as time goes on. You know? Seems like it, yeah. Yeah, it totally seems like that. But We'll see what their next album's like. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for what they're going to put out. Yeah. So um, I'll go through the lineup and then kind of do like a general album thing. Um, and then we'll, we'll get going. Let's do it. So the album lineup. This is not the current lineup. They've had a couple switcheroos. Um, and I'm not going to cover that right now. But so the vocalist, as mentioned, Michael Felker. Yep. Um, well, really the unclean vocalist, right? And I'm going to butcher a bunch of names. Here we go. <laughs> so their drummer, who's the one of the original members, who's still in the band right now, Zach Schwachow, and Daniel Sukta. And he's he's the bassist slash clean vocals. And I think he's only on this album. Yeah. I think he's on and, like maybe um so the cover song. He is, yeah. Yeah. But he he left to join his own band and, yeah. um but I think he had a great touch on this sound and it's cool to see them kind of evolve this and change it to what they're doing now with like Stigmata, you know, right. sticking with the, this tone kind of thing. Um and then the fourth member, the guitarist and other clean vocalist is Joshua Canode. He's also the original member, but I don't think he's in the band right now. I think he just left. So that's the lineup. And uh, I, I have a note from Michael about what the album is about. It's, it's yeah. probably not. It's just from the band. I don't know if it's from him specifically, but I will read you his thing just to let you get into the right mindset of where we're going today. Right. So he said, I Won't Survive is a collection of true survival stories ranging from PTSD, grief, addiction, cancer, and suicide. These songs are written through interviews conducted throughout a two-year period. We wanted to learn more about the turning point in these stories and about what these survivors felt and experienced at their lowest point to overcome and survive. Our goal is to highlight positive mental health and share the hope we believe God has for our lives. Boom. Yeah. So we're going to get to some heavy stuff today. Super heavy, man. Before we get started, uh, I wanted to give like a, I don't know, a disclaimer, a, a note but you know this probably this episode will it will be difficult to talk about and we're going to talk about you know those things that were mentioned suicidal thoughts PTSD addiction other mental struggles and Tyler and I are not experts on the matter no uh so an apology from us beforehand uh in case we misrepresent misunderstand or offend anyone that is struggling with these issues um our intention is to bring light to the topics not to false mislead people i guess um and if you are hurting and need help or need someone to call there is a hotline it used to be called the national suicide prevention hotline it is now called the suicide and crisis lifeline and it's just dial 988 on your phone and it calls them and if you're struggling with any issues or even had thoughts of issues whatever these people are trained mental health professionals and they're the people that know what they're talking about. Tyler and I are not <laughs> mental yeah. health professionals. Yeah, and like even when it comes to like the meaning of these songs and the original intention, like we're not experts. We're, we we listen, we read the lyrics, we we try to grab from interviews. Yep. Um even that like we're not fully like 100%. Maybe there was a little bit different intention. This is what we got from it. So we just don't want people to think that we uh are the sole end all be all yeah like right authors of the art we're no we are consumers yes so with that <laughs> should we get started dude let's go all right first song the war that followed me home <laughs> Where 
So this is a true story written yeah. from the perspective of a close fan and friend of the band. His name was is Corey. Um, and he opened up with them over the course of several years about surviving the war and his PTSD that he struggled with. Um, and so this is kind of them sharing his struggles and perspective, um, which I think they do a great job at embodying the emotion and the struggle. Um, I think it's such a well done song. Like, it's just, I mean, it's four minutes of this, like, brutal vocals. You have super, he gets super low at times, and Daniel just, with the clean vocals on the chorus, are just so catchy. Uh, gets in your head, and some great wee woos and wheeze, according to Tyler. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, like, the way the song starts, like, it starts off very just chaos. Yeah. Um, and when it all kind of cuts out in 30 seconds and he just gets super low, you know, it says, I only sleep with my eyes wide open. Jeez, it's just yeah. so low, so heavy. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot to unpack here lyrically. Uh, also a heavy song. Um, yeah. What are your initial thoughts, Tyler? I mean, the way the song starts, literally Michael just screaming like, Bleh! and then it just yeah. like gets going. Like I break I, down. I I really I really enjoy it musically, like the way this song is done. It just felt so much different than what convictions was before. And it still has like those choruses, the high singing choruses. I I do think Daniel does really well. Um but it's different. Like the super low, like almost gutturals of the um the verses and then like the in between the bridges and stuff like just Michael screaming on this and the whole uh, song is just is phenomenal. Um, it is heavy and it's something I think that like people are like th- we always like say thanks to veterans, thanks for right? the troops yeah thanks we support you all that stuff mm. you know your dad's a veteran right like yeah. um, and we always say thanks when it's Veterans Day or. You know, remember those that have fallen in Memorial Day, but like we don't think about the after effects of people like this, Corey's story, of somebody that went and experienced not just like having to go into the military and, and have hard, do hard work and serve our country, but death and decisions that we could never in a million years make and have to make that in a split second. Like, we don't think about those things, and um, I am so thankful that we have people that volunteer to do this because it is a almost impossible task when you read these lyrics. Yeah, you know, and it just makes me so like emotional thinking about it because like I don't know when Corey went in, but a lot of you know my students that go into the military or just people in general they go in as teenagers, man, like. You go in as a kid and you experience all these things trying to, you know, do the right thing and serve our country. And then you come home and all those things that happen don't leave. Uh, so it's it's definitely an eye opener. And I think it's something that we um, should definitely be more conscious of in society and, and in the church, too. Yeah, I know a lot of friends uh, and coworkers. Um and like, you know, from church and that have served in the military, um, yeah. some were deployed, uh, some were deployed to very nice, relaxing places. Some were right, deployed yeah. to not nice, relaxing places. Yes. Yes. Um, and it's tough, you know, cause to, on the outside, they look fine. Right. And I really don't know if there, any of them are struggling with anything like this. Um, but so in this story, uh, the the lyrics kind of talk about like an event that happened that is like the core of his problem of his flashbacks of his PTSD and the lyrics say we attacked they shot back i watched my friend take his last breath yeah um and you know later there's he talks about taking a life um and it just you know there's a lot going on you know like he got survival's guilt you have 
you know, am I a murderer? You you have, you know, a lot of struggles like that. Yeah. Uh, So tough, you know, and like, I could never imagine that, but like the idea of like having to make the decision to take another life. And if you don't like your, your friend is going to die or maybe did die because of it. Right. Like there's real consequences to your decisions. Um, but then having to live with it, like as Christians, like we, we don't want to do that. That's not what we want, but there's times where it's like, man, this is a sad necessity and reality of life for some people that go into the military, um, and, and serve and protect our country. Yep. Yeah. So there's a, uh, there's also a line where he kind of talks about his training. Uh, it's kind of like an internal remorse thing. And I really like, I don't know, the introspection of the lyrics where he says, how can I feel when I've been trained for apathy? I put my yeah. life on the line at what cost? My first kill became the death of me. Mm. But I mean, a lot of this, I mean, it's it's interesting because like these songs are so good like musically and there's so much emotion but like to be able to sit down and really start like just to listen to this and like i don't know it's 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 a downer dude this whole album feels very but downerish i think it's because it's not for us it's and it's not it's, it's literally like you know you always hear these like bands like i i vividly remember like emery when we saw them live in spokane they're like the the greatest thing that's ever happened to us is when some when fans come to us and say your music helped me in some way right like saved me from you know ultimately one, I think one example was helped me from killing myself like I decided not to kill myself because of your music um, and so like telling those like then going further with those people listening to their story and then telling it yeah to everyone else like it's like whoa you know like. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I didn't want to pull like a Miss Marvel and be like, it's not for you. You know, with her. <laughs> yes. I, uh, yeah. Or rather Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah. But uh, I, I think that's the big thing too is like, I think people that struggle with one of these five songs that we're going to cover today, any of those kind of scenarios or situations, like this is like an anthem of what they go through. Right. And I mean, they're able to sing slash scream along and let their heart out, right? And be like, yeah, I'm. this is how I think. This is how I feel. Right. Well, and I think like, okay, so they were going, these are fans or close people of the band. Maybe other conviction songs like have helped them through working this out, right? Um, I, w- I would think so. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, and one specific line from, from this song, um, in the chorus, it starts and just says, you'll never know the guilt I felt from surviving or knowing the love and loss that's always on repeat. And we don't, like, I don't have any idea. You probably don't have any idea, but there are some people out there that totally have an idea. Mm -hmm. And like you said, this song is for them, right? This song is for all of those people that are struggling when they come back um, home from war and they have this PTSD. I I do like the title. It's the war that followed, the war that followed me home. I do like that title too because I mean the whole thing like even the chorus and using um you've gone MIA missing in action and I'll never find me you know like yeah like just, he's lost yeah right but also having to play on words for like military and being in war and so I, I feel like this was so the whole album was w- written so well um mm-hmm. and it's really contemplative and it's so hard to like want to just like maybe mosh and just go nuts to this because it is so downer yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah and i think that's actually a reason to mosh i think you know? so too yeah. just to be frustrated with this emotion to be yeah. you know that you know if the, that this has to happen i mean you know not everyone in the military suffers from ptsd no. or survivor's guilt but it does happen and yeah it's a real thing and you know it's often looked at i don't know as shame like how can you feel that way you know right uh this is my favorite song on the album really yeah it didn't start that way but now it it is what's uh your favorite part uh for sure when he's when mike's screaming like the bridge and screaming the war that followed me home and Hmm. uh 
I don't know. Not, I just not the breakdown the where he's like, I love the breakdown too. Collapse. Yeah, I do like Demon that Hunter. Too. Like, also the lyrical content. Like, I don't really. This is something to me in the music I listen to that's not really talked about. You know, I'm sure there's songs about PTSD out there. PTSD out there, but not Probably necessarily. Probably Finger Death Punch and, you know. All right, the way yeah, there's going to be of. kind of bands that fit in that, but also from maybe the perspective of coming from a Christian band, too. I think that's pretty cool. Probably leads us to our next song. Yeah, let's hit the next song. Wreckage. So this song, I I think before, like, when I first listened to this album, I would go The War That Followed Me Home, Skip Wreckage, Price of Grace, Teeth. The War That Followed Me Home, uh-huh. Skip Wreckage. You know what I mean? that I had those, like, those three songs really were my, my jams when I first, like, first listened. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more I listen to Wreckage, the more I like it. A um, couple more plays and it'll be your favorite song? <laughs> no, no, no. But I do think, like, I do think this album is very front-loaded. Like, the the front of this album, the first five songs are so good, man. Like You're, like, front-loaded. Five <laughs> out of seven. <laughs> like, and then instrumental, which is number five. I don't know. Like, this, this, this album is really good. But Wreckage, so, what I like about Wreckage, um, I think this is, like, the, brut- the, the brutality of... Michael's voice is really shining here, but also, like, there's some crazy other stuff he does, and we'll get to it. But I really like the intro, like, the first verse um, of this song. And as it, like, builds up, and it gets to the point where Michael says, So here's my final act. The nails in your wrist cut the blades from mine. God, I tried. Like, the ambient feeling behind the music i don't know how to describe it Mm -hmm. right um i convictions does that a lot in this album um when it gets like super heavy they have this space dude it's like feels horror suspense sound or something you know absolutely something bad is happening you know yes and i absolutely love that so right away I, i i enjoy that um, but my all-time favorite part of this whole song, and we haven't even talked about lyrical content. But my whole <laughs> everyone's <laughs> my, like, I don't know, man. What my so favorite, far it's about wrists and blades and my favorite part is the bridge when Michael comes in with like this banshee screaming, like Dude, yeah. it feels like he's like breaking vocal cords Uh, it sounds like he's crying yeah very emotional and basically just like calling out god but just how heavy that gets Right 
that's super good. Like, like oh. I get goosebumps on that. Like, me too. Man. I mean, it's it's difficult because it's like, as a Christian, it's like, do I feel defensive, or do I feel sympathetic? Right? Because yeah. he says, you know, if you say as you, if you love as you say you love, then give me something that's tangible. If right. you say you're always in control, then stop my hand and pull the gun from my throat. Salvage yeah. my soul, reclaim this life, or I swear I'll end it myself. Like, that's hard. That's hard to listen to. And, and the music might be heavier than those vocal than those lyrics like that's the crazy part yeah like they pair well very well i mean <laughs> they do every time i hear it it's just like ah, it's it, you know like my heart's broken and at the same time it's like i don't know what to do yeah and this you know? in this definitely wreckage is definitely about like this depression right this idea of um somebody going through life um depressed and like really questioning god a lot um it sounds like they've attempted suicide a few times yes um but there there are some like lyrical pieces where it's like yikes you know um really just questioning like where are you god when this happens if you do this why does this happen where you know and it's like yeah there's some great um lamentations yeah for sure that's our word um (laughs) out to god for a lot of hurt and they're they're questions that are valid i mean when people are struggling and suffering and it's like you know why me kind of a job thing but job never said those things he just said i still believe in god i still trust him uh but this is the what happens if job didn't yeah kind of thing uh but this you know some of those lines i mean the one you said you know the nails in your wrist cut the blades from mine god i tried and he said god you get more lost with every suicidal thought where were you when they deemed me worthless where are you when i'm struck by serpents you know he's struggling from sin which is the serpents thing and it's like man i'm still getting hit by these demons that are haunting me i'm still struggling with these things people say i'm worthless you know i still have suicidal thoughts they keep coming up why don't they stop yeah you know, and, and the chorus, kind of like this idea of like putting it in the like idea of like a car crash, a wreckage piling up. It just keeps going further and further. Like the only way out of this head-on collision is a miracle um, because it's bound to happen is what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And it does, like you said, just end on this like there's no, there's no solution. Um but like you said before, these these are actually like survivor stories, yeah. Which is going to be interesting when we talk about the next song. But they're these people are fighting through something. So like I guess in my my thoughts, I I think even though this battle continues to rage on with this person, like there is that idea of like they're still looking for that miracle. There's still something that's, that it could happen. Right. But the pain they're going through is tremendous. And yeah, the way it ends to just like fix this or I'm going to end it. Like, yeah, yeah, man, it's hard. You know, it's difficult. And I, it gives you the goosebumps and like makes you really feel stuff. But I think that yes. people that, I don't know, maybe the people that can sing along and know these words, like they've come out of their mouth themselves, you know, like, yeah, I bet these are the kind of songs that just like they can really connect to. Yeah. All right. So let's go to our next song, which is The Price of Grace.
so the price of grace very hard song yeah it's um, kind of been a theme so far it's like their most played song um and i think it's rightfully so i like the the breakdown and stuff is just nuts and the content is so relatable especially with covid going on and stuff um but the song is a true story written about a good friend of theirs who went through a severe tragedy of his best friend and you know their friend too who committed suicide this guy his name's cj the friend that didn't die right his his best bud he worked with mike in writing the lyrics and collaborated on this song so much so that he even has like a note or something you know in the interlude that he reads himself um the friend and it's a it's a letter to his best friend travis who's the one that committed suicide um and the band knows both of these guys really well because they were like their earliest fans and they would always go to their shows together and uh drive long distances to see them Mm. the song isn't about the guy committing suicide the song is about the people who survived yeah specifically the friend yeah it's really about cj and like his what he went through because his best friend killed himself yeah um and it seems to be a common topic in metalcore. Yeah. And I think I think it's because the music has a way of allowing you to express the emotion that you may be feeling in it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. There's something about heavy music, especially with angry vocals, where expressing these emotions just comes with the territory, right? Like... It, it's an outlet for that it feels like and we've we've talked about suicide i don't know how many times uh yeah. because it comes up in all of this and there's yeah. people we just talked about it on august burns red right oh, yeah the, the bonus content. yeah that's but right yeah. for our patrons and and this really like goes to show that like there are a lot of people that are struggling with depression and there's people sadly that do take their lives and this song is a little unique because it really focuses on the friend that survived that lost a best friend and like this these lyrics are painful man like yeah there's just parts where i i kind of tear up just like when i hear it in the car it's like geez there's i i can't imagine you know i can't imagine my best friends or my brothers or whatever like doing that making that decision and so it's a really it's a really very heavy hitting song. Yeah, and uh, I think, um, I think, I think a lot, don't I? <laughs> There's just a lot of pain and a lot of struggling still, yeah. even you know after all these years of his friend doing that. Um, and the chorus kind of, I didn't really understand it until we did this episode. But he says, "I hope the price of grace, you know, of getting him out of this life, whatever he was struggling with, was worth the gift of pain." Cause that's what he gave everyone this gift of pain. And he said, cause I feel like I'll never find peace with the way you left me. And like, yeah. it's true. Like the rest of his life, he may go every day thinking about this and who knows the questions and the problems and the issues and how much his friend was there or not, or how much of a struggle this was, or if it was like a shock, like what, what do you mean he committed to, you know, like we really don't yeah. know, but there's all kinds of scenarios and all kinds of ranges that I think this song applies to. And I think it's relatable and all that. So with that, yeah, let's talk about the music and some of the lyrics. And now that we know what it's all about. I mean, I, I love a lot of it. I think this is a, the perfect example of like what a good metalcore chorus is. I think Daniel sings these super highs, the price of grace and I'm with you too. Like I kind of really understood it studying for this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, But that chorus is really just like an awesome break um, in between. And it's really, I I think like kind of the definition of, of metal core and then it gets super heavy. But my favorite part of the song um, is that interlude piece. And you really like, I think to do yourself a favor, um, I first really heard this. It was on a... This is weird. So this song specifically, I first heard on a Deathcore playlist on Spotify. And Convictions isn't really Deathcore. Right. Uh-huh. But there's some there's some dabbling, you know. Sure, there's some dabbling. 
Um, and I was in my in my car, and this was just blaring. Yeah. And I didn't fully understand all of like what this was about until, until it gets the that interlude. interlude. Yeah, yeah. And then you hear it, and it's just you in the car, super loud, and it's like it it it, it brings up a emotion that can only be stirred like just like with with tragic loss you know just hearing the voice and hearing like no holds back this is how i'm feeling like it's crazy and then it comes in like when michael comes in after that the outro or after the interlude after the interlude when he comes in and says what happened to brothers forever like yeah you said we would grow old together like the way that screamed is insane hey man i know you may not ever get the chance to hear this but just wanted to tell you that i love you one last time i've never felt so alone i don't know why you did it didn't you just say something why didn't you warn me can't even go back home because you're not there anymore you my brother. I would have done anything for you. I miss you. What happened to brothers forever? You said we'd grow all together. I'm reaching out to the heavens. Can you hear my voice? How can I live unknowing that this was your choice? This song will wreck you, man. Yeah, it, it's so intense. Yeah, and I mean, even like that outro, like right after that, when he's like so heavy and so slow, what's he screaming? Like, I will carry your memory. Just super Dude, low and so and slow. So low and slow. And your car speakers are rumbling, and you're like, ah. Just yeah. wiping away tears. Like, dude. Like, yeah. It's so brutal. Like, where he says, like, how could you leave your family behind? Yeah. You embraced your demons and gave in to suicide. You deserve to survive. Just, yeah. Oof. That shirt. I'm buying that shirt when we see it. Yes. Them. Absolutely. I don't know. It, it takes you over. And, like, the song's over, and you're like, oh, back to the real world. Oh, yeah. I'm not in this song. I'm driving. Yeah. You know? Like, very distracting. <laughs> So, you know, I don't know if, like, you get this ever, but, like, when people are like, oh, Christian metal, what is it? Just like, Jesus, Jesus died for me, Jesus, you know, like, (laughs) rock on. Like, that's what they think it is. Or, like, like, metal has no emotion in it. Yeah. like just a bunch of screaming and kicking and Like, this is, like, the exact opposite. The way that this is written and the... The whole piece from start to finish, like, is just so good. Yep. And I don't care if you like metal or not, if you are a Christian or not, you need to listen to this song and you need to do yourself a favor and just be in some sort of solitude and listen to it and really just meditate on it because it's so good. It, it deserves to be, um, to survive it deserves to be played like it is <laughs> and so I, I i don't know like maybe this is i i might have spoke too soon maybe this is still my favorite song they must have known right like taking on this task of like we're gonna tell these stories this can be hard but they took it on they took on the task and like it is like i i would be so intrigued to hear responses of people that are going through maybe thoughts of suicide or maybe they had somebody that they know killed themselves or whatever. Like, does this help? Does it yeah, help? I, yeah. I think it does. I think it probably does to like have a voice out there for you. Right. Like the voice of the unheard. I think that's kind of like this, this, this theme. Um, and it's so, I don't even like you go to church every week or whatever. And 
you go to work or whatever and you don't think about you do think about people but do you think about people on this level like yeah. i how are you i don't know good oh great exactly <laughs> yeah right and you know there's stuff going on with a lot of people and so to really have this like these anthems for these people that are going through this uh it's it's kudos to the band pretty awesome man yeah so shall we move on to the next song next song is teeth throw us off a ring we are all connected think about when i first heard this song i was like oh my goodness where has this been my whole life because like this to me is like peak convictions and i know there's no clean singing like, but it's not your favorite the, song how can it be it's peak? not my favorite no it's not my favorite song because i because lyrical content there's not a ton here um but like musically i say this musically is like what i crave i crave mm-hmm. this like hardcore slow you like those scooby-doo sounds death yeah <laughs> <laughs> like yes and i love i love the breakdown and then the breakdown breakdown i love yeah it's so heavy it's just so heavy did they play this song when you saw them yeah see i need to hear this song live what, you, what what's your favorite part so so far we've covered like three songs with like three different types of suffering uh and this song is kind of saying you know through our suffering, we are all connected. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I don't, I don't really think this is like a, another type of addiction or whatever. I think this is just kind of like an anthem of like, it's hard everywhere. Like, a lot of references to hell, and the feeling of being pulled down further and further, and getting darker and worse. Um, and I really like the sound. I like like when he says, you know, when he's getting pulled down further and further, and he's like, "Can you hear the sound?" And it's like silence. And he says, yeah. weeping and gnashing of teeth. I mean, that's just an image of hell, right? We know that's one of the re- references in the Bible of what Jesus says hell is like. Yeah. They'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so he's kind of like, I'm like, I'm getting pulled down so much that I can hear hell, is what he's saying. And then kind of the panic after that, the panic music where he's like, can you hear the sound? Can you hear the sound? And, uh, I just really like... I don't know, the imagery and like how, kind of how it puts you in this really dark place. Uh, but man, it's heavy. I think that is the point, right? Like every Christian, you know, like let's, I think we, we bring this to the Christian perspective, right? Like we're going to suffer in this life, right? Like earth is, there's some really great things on this earth, but there's also some really, really bad things, right? Mm-hmm. There will never be complete healing until we get to have death right and so now maybe some suffering is is more intense than others or whatever but we all are are suffering and and we all are going to experience death of friends and loved ones we're going to experience sickness we're going to experience hurt right um and through that knowing that we are connected and one day that will not happen right i think that's like the the biggest like piece of this and probably the entire overall like message of this album is like one day this won't happen anymore you know god is god is real and god is going to make sure that every tear is wiped away right that every wound is healed and so um is this the most positive song on the album well i don't maybe um there is a like the outro of this uh there's like a a line where i think he's calling out to god and saying destroy the agonizing isolation 
Yeah. And then he says, restore the lost connection through our suffering. Like, I, I don't know if that's the lost connection between them and God or each other or whatever, right. but there there is kind of a a positive spin on this, kind of like a command to, like, make this end. But, and, you know, there's... There's one thing I've I've noticed about a lot of these songs. And I'm just now noticing it. I think there's a lot of bass guitar. Dude. And I feel like in a lot of metalcore, like everyone, you know, gives bass guitarists a, a hard time for being the bass guitarist. Being there, right? <laughs> yeah. And and I feel that right. I hate going to shows and seeing the bass up there and not hearing it at all. It drives me nuts as a sound guy. Like, um, and so when I hear it in music, I, I'm like that's the bass guitar like i can hear it um and like in this song i feel like i think it's the bass guitar it could be a wacky effect on the electric guitar to make it so crunchy and heavy but Dude, i'm pretty it's sure the it's the bass this just so it rips on this song it's so good yeah and i think i think you can hear it in other songs but you're right like and the way we hit this breakdown that we need to really focus on the space the heavy just slowness of it really lets that bass crunchiness shine through. But when when Mike screams, and it's like silent at this point, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Like what happens after that for the rest of the song? Chong, 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 is, yeah. is so incredibly heavy that like I, I can't even put it into perspective. Like it's so heavy. And then like when you think it's done, it like stops for like a millisecond complete silence and then bleh, hits again just even harder mm-hmm. and slower there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth goodness what do you what do you compare this like if this was the conviction sound cult yes that's a good that's a good comparison (laughs) i don't i I don't see (laughs) when we see them live i don't know should we move on to the next one then the last one for our episode yep hurricane So we know this song came out two years or so before the album did. Yeah. And it's I think it's the first song with Daniel in it, doing those clean vocals. And you know the song is still kind of on that theme. I don't I don't know if this was like an original with uh, him interviewing people about their struggles and things, but it's definitely relatable. And I think this is more of a radio friendly song because I think it's less specific. It's a little more vague. It uses a, a metaphor of a hurricane. Sure. to kind of show the struggle in life that this person has. But I believe that this song is about losing a battle with addiction. Um, I think it's a drug addiction or like pills or something. 
Um, just because of the, there's like one line that kind of leans to that where he says every treatment's fallen short, and I almost thought cancer, and you know, and the pills never work. Uh, but I don't think that's quite. That was what there's I. There's another thought. song later that we know yeah. is about cancer, so it's like. Uh, I thought of that at first too. So. Yeah, um, and you know, I could be wrong. It's got some vibes of I said it earlier, and I don't know if I want to take it back, but I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Uh, this reminds me of Dark Skies Fit for a King. I can see how you come to that conclusion, yeah. Just just from like the just like a song, not their whole album. Um just from like the clean singing with this like shouting at the same time and like this kind of like echo back and forth with the screaming and the singing. I don't know, you know what I mean? Well and and you've got the heavy verses, big choruses. Of like, I think Dark yeah. Skies is and like yeah. This four. is definitely big on the big chorus, right? They got yeah. that group shout, yeah, which is a blast live when people know the words, you know, right? And and it's still it is. I would say like so far on this album, it's the least heavy of what we've talked about. Yeah, but it's still heavy, like yeah, for sure. I mean, Mike's still screaming. He still goes hard. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has that. You know, I feel to me, and it was written. I think, I mean, from what I understand, before everything else, or maybe it was like the first one. It was definitely the first one released, but it yeah. just feels a little bit like their older stuff. Um, not what we saw the first few songs. Sure, yeah. Um, but I do still like really love some parts. Like the, I love like right after um, Mike screams, "Medicate away this agony," and there's that breakdown with like guitar riff in the background if you know what I'm talking about it's like like that part is so cool and I look I look forward to every time I listen to it it's like it's not like super heavy breakdown but I just love that man it's like it's that atmospheric type of feel again it's not quite that like horror sound we talked about on the first um couple songs but like it's still like that atmospheric like breakdown um that i enjoy a lot yeah i do like that breakdown that you're talking about like the build-up to it is really cool when he says death seems to follow me everywhere i go i'll self-medicate medicate medicate away this agony um but that breakdown isn't even the best part it's the part after it yeah, when he comes back in sick, screaming yeah. and there's like those crashing guitars and bass tones, which I yeah. feel like if this was written first, like we need to do that for a whole song. Right. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They were like, they were kind of dabbling and I was like, dude, that'd be so sick to do that. Yeah, so I mean, it's like this super thick and like doom feeling where he's like yeah. suffer, but yeah, that that like I don't know five second clip, you're just like ooh, they're Brutal. onto something right there. Yeah, whatever. That I do was. I do like this end. It, this song does end in some sort of like reconciliation. I feel like like just telling God like it, it feels almost worshipful, right? Like the recoverer thing at the end. Yeah, like I feel like there's that piece of it, right? Like, build me up, I won't get swept away. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think that there's that part of it. Um, and, and before too, even in like the suffer, like breakdown part, like um, lift me up, give me strength, be my refuge. You know, which is definitely I think a big like uh, yeah theme in a lot of like worship songs and finally like looking and and having god rescue you so yeah you know and for this is hard to like obviously when you have this concept album that they have it's a little bit different than what convictions has done before because convictions is really outspoken um about their faith and there's a lot of christianity yeah i mean they kind of started the whole aggressive worship and so this is christian in a Christian perspective and kind of like, I think you even read their statement on it, how like God works through this and, Mm -hmm. but it's not their typical lyrical content, you know? And I think it's cool. I think it's, it's an interesting, it's kind of a risky take to make an album like this. Cause yeah, like 
some people like there's not a lot of replay value like i don't want to feel these feelings (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh like oh can't listen to that song skip not today you know right you've got to really really do well like the price of grace i think because it has millions of plays or a million plays or whatever yeah like because it's so good yeah. Right. If you're going to do this, you have to do it really well. And I do think they did it like extremely well. Yeah, it's really good. So, yeah, I think that wraps up our episode, right? Yeah. And for me, like, I think some like overall thoughts, like for me, this like if I were to like rate this, this is going back in time. If I were to say like albums of the year of 2021, this is up there for me. Mm-hmm. Like, like looking back this was such a good release and for me it turned me on to convictions like now i'm looking for every release and i can't wait to see like their single stigmata that they released was so good yeah right like unbelievably good and it feels like it's just like an addition like to what this album was right like continuing with this heaviness only now it's like oh these lyrics are you know christian faith based like (laughs) yeah like so good man so good so uh i can't wait to see them live and i can't wait to see what they come out with man because i'm all on board that'd be a good one and for our bonus episode uh for those patrons that are listening to this uh we're doing the last two songs in here which you know the next one is an (laughs) instrumental so there'll be a lot of deep discussion on that one um but we're gonna throw in uh probably well stigmata and we might do like one of the like the cover song that he did or something yeah. like that. We'll we'll see what we how much time we got for our bonus episode. So find out. Yeah, and if that interests you and you want these bonus episodes or um, just support us, give us a cup of coffee, become a patron, uh, join it, and uh, we're so grateful for all of our patrons that continue to support us every single month and follow us on instagram and facebook and thread yeah dude you know i woke up today and my twitter had turned to x yeah we don't we don't have an x we don't have a twitter we don't have a i got a personal twitter so now i mean threads maybe threads will take over we'll see we'll see what happens in the the next year we'll look back and be like remember when threads was a thing but who knows you know but follow us on there and uh you know join our discord server absolutely uh bands join us all the time and hang out and give us sneak peeks at stuff they're working on and give us fun announcements it's fun community we just hang out and talk about music mostly christian music i will give a disclaimer there people post whatever they want to talk about anyway thanks for listening see ya Thank you for listening.